Hi, and welcome to show number 26 of the El Cafcito Travel Talks, podcast where people share travel stories and adventures. My name is Tony Lloyd, and I'm your host. I'd like to thank all the people who have been listening so far. According to my podcast status information, we've covered over 21 countries. We've got people listening in from Australia, from Finland, from Switzerland. We've got several South American countries, the US, Canada, France, and a lot more. If you have not subscribed as of yet, please do so so you get all the updates for all the upcoming shows. You could do so on any of the podcast providers. For people who are interested in supporting this show, please take a look at our podcast notes to see how you could donate. Facebook page for the written stories, and also if you're someone who likes to write, or if you have an idea for a future show, please send me an email to lcafcitotraveltalks at gmail.com. Questions or comments that you might have could also be sent to that same email, which is lcafcitotraveltalks at gmail.com. For today's show, I actually have two guests after six months of not having anyone here at the hostel. So please take a listen in to what they have to say to see if you too might be our next guest. I'd like you to get yourself a cup of tea or a coffee and enjoy today's show. I'm Delenn Dawkins. I'm Alex Fisher. Okay, and where are you from? UK, um, Folkestone, a small seaside town. I'm from the same place. Okay, that's easy. Well, actually, I'm excited to have you guys here. Thank you, excited. (laughs) (laughs) Very much so, because it's been six months and you're our first official foreign guest um, in the last six months. Normally, the hostel at this time of the year is we you would normally have about 15 to 20 people here at this time of the year. And as you can see, Corona has put us to a standstill. And so welcome being the first ones. Yeah, it's nice, it's lovely. (laughs) Well, thank you. So let's talk about your journey. Let's talk about how you decided to come on this journey. Well, (laughs) Um, you start. Um, It all started with basically, we obviously we live in the UK and I guess we just sort of um, not got a bit fed up, but we don't really agree with the way the system is there. So I guess we wanted a completely different change of our life. We wanted to be more embed living within nature we wanted more trees and fruits and you don't really get that in the uk so yeah we just decided that we wanted to sort of move more away from that western society yeah away from like materialism and more just like simple natural living really so we chose ecuador because of the diversity nature yeah we wanted to live more in nature and if you saw me in public and how i am and how she is just with people and like (laughs) you know i just it gets deep it runs deep you know yeah I can't even walk around the streets without moaning about pollution and cigarettes and you know, I just want to be around fresh air and... Yeah, it's yeah. quite polluted in the We're UK. both vegan, so okay. we just want to be in nature. And the diversity of the mountains, the Amazon jungles, where we're going. Okay, so yeah, and that's, well, okay, that's normally a good reason why people come to Ecuador. But mm. right now during Corona, how did you decide to step out you know that a lot of people are still saying okay i can't fly but a lot of people are still concerned so what was your thoughts and when did you start to think about this we didn't want to get locked in we were really afraid of getting locked in mm-hmm. especially after the first one and uh, what country was it well, it was birmingham in england yeah um, so there's a city in england that's yeah. gone in lockdown already and i guess we just almost just took the jump really out of comfort zone so i guess a lot of our family and friends were saying to just stay during lockdown yeah. and we just 
Comfort yeah. zones can be dangerous, let's just say that. Yeah, comfort zones are j- dangerous. Yeah. We just wanted to take the jump and just have adventure, really. Mm. And, and just... be, be around mostly like people that are like us. Yeah. Because we don't know many vegans. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. we're going to a vegan community. So mm. it's, a raw, it's a raw food. vegan village. Okay. But making the plans to come to Ecuador, how was that? Because we were just recently on lockdown completely. Mm. It was only on Monday of, uh, of this week that they actually opened the land border between Ecuador and oh, Peru. Oh, we, didn't know that. We've just, <laughs> know that. We just recently opened up. So you're like literally, when you're in Quito, when you flew in, okay, so explain to me how, your flights flying, like people want to hear, like how yeah. is your flights getting here? Like what did you have to do at the airport in England and what happened when you came so to Ecuador? The, the first thing we did was get in a coach and they take your temperature um, you have to sit two metres apart and it's quite militant in the UK. They're very, very strict mm. on masks, spraying your hands, sanitisation and stuff like that. I, I always refuse it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've had so many alterations of people with masks in shops. Um, I just, if, we were, if we needed masks, we'd be born with them. Do you know what I mean, I need to breathe. Mm-hmm. Like, it's ridiculous. Mm. Like, kids need to see people smile when their faces. Like Kids shouldn't have to grow up in a place where people are wearing masks. It's yeah. just so out of nature so it's just ridiculous and getting in the airport as well was really was really intense a lot of documentation you need so you have to write everywhere you're going in ecuador um where you're going to stay all the numbers your passport number you have to write everything um it's just another way to implement fear in it yeah and then they also wanted a covid test they take your temperature again on the plane you have to sit on the plane, it was all right, actually. Yeah, they're putting these temperature devices right up to our foreheads, like that. <laughs> exactly. How yeah. accurate are they? They're, they're different distances yeah. away. Like. I, we have quite a different agreement with the whole coronavirus compared to most people, I think. Mm. Okay. So I guess it can be... I don't know. I guess... Well, many alterations yeah. with people. But you, so you, you, you decided, okay, you'll just take the plunge regardless of all the paperwork and all the process you had yeah. to do at the airport. We just wanted to go straight away and just not really give in to the fear because we wanted to go to like a jungle sort of place for a while now and we didn't want it to hold, we didn't want to get locked down in England. So mm. it was just like, let's just go. It's just ridiculous with the masks. Like I see people all the time, like they lower their mask to have a puff on their cigarette and put mm-hmm. their mask back over their face which is not going to help their immune system against the supposed coronavirus. Mm. So you got on the plane. Uh, was the plane full? Were you the only two people on the plane? Were there a lot of pla- people well, on the plane? Where's the two-meter rule on the plane? Everyone's yeah. right next to each other. It's like we're being told to wear the mask. I'll, I'll move the mask so I can breathe through my nose because I need to breathe. Okay. And they're like telling me to put it back on my face. I'm like, mate, I need to breathe. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But then 10 seconds later, they're handing all the food out and everyone's just lowering, it, lowering yeah. the mask to eat. Okay. The it, first plane we got was to Amsterdam and I'd say that was, like, that was packed completely. Packed. That was literally packed. There was no seats like missing. Mm. The one from Amsterdam to Quito, I'd say halfway full, that one. And when we got to Quito Airport, it was like empty. It was only people on our flight that we saw. We didn't really see many other people. So okay. it's quite like ghost town there. Because <laughs> there's still only a few flights coming into Quito. Yeah. That's why. That, yeah, that's and when you got to the airport, did they not require anything of you? <sighs> So we had to go, we left, the, um, we left the plane and then we had to go to this other room and they wanted your details, your name, um, where you're staying, they wanted your passport number, um, they checked your temperature, mm. 
What else did they want? Well, they're trying to spray me with all these. They like, wanted to spray you. I refused. Because um, okay. you don't like the spray. And they um, were all qu they were quarantined up from head to toe, in, like you know, like in e in ET. Okay. Like, in exactly. Quarantine suits. And it was just like, mate, this is not right. Yeah. It's like, it was quite. I say it was quite getting off the plane. It was quite anxious for me personally because, not I'm used to just getting off a plane, you know, and you're really excited and you're heading out and getting off the plane. It was quite because we don't speak fluent Spanish. We had people speaking fluent Spanish to us, asking us all these questions that we didn't really know what to say. So we were just saying what like basic words like um, like fruit haven or something where we're staying. Like okay. it was yeah. quite a language barrier, which I think made made me feel really anxious. Mm, so. Okay, yeah, that I, I could imagine the language barrier normally is a thing when people get to this country. But on top of that, with these people all dressed up in suits yeah, and the whole really bit. Intense. Okay, and so you so you flew into Quito, and what was your next stop? We got a taxi from Quito to a hostel called the Secret Garden, okay. and that was a really nice hostel. Um, we only stayed there for one night, and then we went from Terminal Quitembo, Quitumbe, <laughs> to I'm going to say it wrong again. Where are we are now? We're in Cuenca. Cuenca. <laughs> I kept on um, saying Cuenca all day. <laughs> to Cuenca and then tomorrow we'll be heading to Chuchumbleza and we'll be staying in an eco-village by the Amazon jungle. For how long will you be staying in the eco-village? Hopefully indefinitely, forever. Forever? Yeah, that's our plan. We literally packed all our stuff. Alex sold well, his car. to reside there Yeah. And, maybe, and travel around South America maybe when this is all sort of calmed down if it yeah. does, all this madness. Hopefully, yeah. Okay, I thought you were just coming for a short little vacation. No, we don't want to go back to England. No, we literally packed all our stuff with us. That okay. we have to I'm sick go. of living in a concrete jungle. Yeah, we want the trees, the vibrancy. The fresh air. Okay. Where humans used to live back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so what were you doing in England before you decided to come out? Were you working? There's jobs. Yes, there's jobs. Were you working? Were you studying? Well, I don't really know what to say. I was sort of um, selling cannabis. I know that's okay to say on here. Okay, of course. Yeah, I was just doing that really. I refused to work my whole life, to be honest. I was doing a nine to five. So mm. yeah, that's what I was doing. Um, I was doing care, so I was looking after like people with autism and like learning disabilities and stuff like that. And I was at uni, university, but I did drop out after two years because I just lost my passion in it completely. I was doing mm. occupational therapy, okay. so it's like a healthcare course, sort of like mental health nursing and physiotherapy combined it. But I just yeah completely lost my passion. For it. Some people don't know what they want to do when they're young. They feel like they're forced into things with their, by their parents. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I guess the culture like heart, in the UK is not really like us. It's a lot of heavy drinking and things <sighs> like that, and we're not really into that at all. Yeah, loads, of, loads of cigarettes, heavy drinking. Talking about who girls you banged the night before, like yeah, very no, no gentlemen. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, okay. And and your your parents, what do they have to say about the idea that you want to come and live here for the rest of your life? Apart from the fact that we're in the coronavirus yeah. issue. Um, my dad, my dad was really excited because he did traveling he, when he was younger and he went to Egypt and stuff, solo okay. traveling. So he was excited. My mum was crying down the phone because I think she thinks South America is really dangerous. Okay. So she was a bit worried for me. Um, uh, my parents aren't really about. My, st I, I had a stepdad, but he's not about anymore. So okay. I just my sister was happy. Right. Yeah. She's yeah. happy. I think she's a bit. I think our, our, some of our family were a bit anxious because most mm. of them haven't travelled to South America. They've not. Normally, UK people just go to Europe. There's a stigma around it. Yeah, a big stigma in the UK about South America. Especially if you go really, on the, really dangerous. Yeah, 
but I think it's really safer. <laughs> I, I think nice so too. Yeah. <laughs> I think so too. We got the plane and felt home. <laughs> We're on a nice rooftop. Yeah, it's beautiful here. It's lovely. All I've met is nice people. Yeah, so everyone's far. been really friendly to us. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. And okay, so sorry, I know I'm jumping back and forth. So you got to Quito, and then how was the the bus journey? Because also they just. The, it's just been Monday. That uh, what's today? Today's Thursday. It was just you're literally one of the first bus that have come down oh, to okay. from from Quito to Cuenca? I would say there was about three other people in the bus, maybe. It was really yeah, empty. It was very quiet. Very, very quiet. Yeah. And it's like a nine hour bus journey. Oh, yeah. yeah. Very quiet. Mm. Did they require you to do anything again? Did, did they um, go through the process of... So they scanned that, they did um, check our temperature and then they sprayed our hands and that was, yeah, that was, ba- that was it. Mm. But. Yeah, I thought they. I thought it'd be a bit more um, stricter than that, but it seemed to be a bit more lenient, which was nice. Mm. Less anxious. <laughs> and I guess if there was only three other people on the bus, social distancing was not an issue. Yeah, they yeah. were. There were people sat right at the front. We were sat at the back, so it was fine. <laughs> <on the> bus, <laughs> so yeah. you were quite distance yeah, away from each distance, other. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. So and then you got to Cuenca. You haven't had any time in Cuenca yet, right? To go no, around the. We crowd. got lost. Uh, well, we walked we walk around the block a few times trying to find her. Okay. We just couldn't find it. Yeah. And then, then we, we asked a lot of people for directions. They were pointing over here, and we were like, "Oh, it's here." Yeah. <laughs> Then we arrived. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's been great it's, so far. Yeah. yeah, it's lovely here. It's beautiful. Okay. So the, how did you find the lodge? The lodge that you, you said you're going to a vegan lodge. Yeah. A natural vegan lodge. How, explain to us how you found that and how others... You found it, you found it, didn't you? Yeah, I guess, um, well, we're all vegan, so it's like a branch of veganism where you don't eat cooked food. It's just like lots of raw vegetables and fruits and fresh herbs and things like that. Um, so you don't really get many raw vegans so we're going to like a raw vegan eco community and we just found it on Instagram really it's quite popular and yeah we just checked it out look they have a YouTube where they have lots of videos because they're um, heavily based they're really interested in permaculture so growing their own like vegetables and stuff like that their objective is to plant more trees and build the Amazon uh, forest and when when we heard that they were doing that we were like wow we want to do that yeah that's a great thing to say that you've done yeah definitely do you remember their name by any chance so we could give them a shout out or so the place we're going to is called Fruit Haven Fruit Haven Um, one of the guys yeah it's called Raw Healing Mastery he's amazing he's a bit of a celebrity to me so I'm pretty pretty excited to see him so he has a YouTube channel and he does talks about um, how he how his life is in the Amazon jungle and about raw veganism and just like advice about it because it's not it's not really something that's very popular well they've been doing, telling the locals you don't have to make money from um stripping down all the agriculture yeah to make to get cattle to, um, <laughs> <laughs> um basically it's plant trees instead yeah better for nature but. so they, they've been teaching the locals about permaculture and farming in a sustainable way okay in the podcast notes I'll put in there the the information about yeah, the the lodge and so forth. Mm-hmm. Cool. So you saw them on YouTube, you saw them on Instagram, and then you decide, okay, that's the one that we're going to. How was the process to sign up? Is there a fee? Is there does one just sign up and then yeah. volunteer? How does that work? So you have to fill out. Um, so we e- so you have to email them and then you get like a questionnaire and it's got questions like. Um, just basic ones like where do you live and um, how long have you been raw vegan for and um, we filled out that questionnaire and then 
Um, yeah, we're just going to be renting a hut off them, basically. Okay. Like and it says um, there's land buying opportunities, which I'm quite interested in. Mm. Getting, um, you can get the locals to help you build like a little hut. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, and it's a $100 deposit, and then how much is it a month? Um, it was 260 a month uh, for a nice little hut. Yeah, and you have like a kitchen, um, like a there's little a waterfall. There's a shared kitchen. Yeah, there's like a little waterfall. Um, you can have fruit off the farm. And for free, like yeah. No, they supply you fruit, uh, free food. And they grow like papayas, bananas, and things like that. So basically, the 250 includes your meals. Yeah. yeah. And did they say that you have to bring anything special with you? So you can do like, so you can do like a program of um, permaculture and they do want you to bring like gloves, wellingtons and stuff like that. That's only if you want to do that though, but we haven't opted for that, mm. but um, you, can, you can do that as an option. Okay. Have you ever been on a farm of that sort before? No. This is the first no. time? No, never. So this is all exciting. Yeah, we do pick yeah. fruit in the UK, but it's only like cherries and Limited. raspberries, so it's very small farms. Uh, plums. Yeah, <laughs> plums. very different <laughs> compared to papayas and black fruit. And, being, and do you know how far into the jungle you'll be? Um, we don't yet. No, not yet. Hopefully quite far, hopefully quite yeah, deep. Yeah, so there's a town called... Gualaquiza. Gualaquiza, yeah. yes. Okay. So I think it's about 40 minutes from there in a taxi, okay. and then you cross a bridge... It's like a 10 minute walk and then it's literally there's like a farm there and that's where it is. You're right yeah, at the entrance of the jungle. There, yeah. Okay, okay. Okay, so that sounds like it's going to be quite exciting. We're really excited. <laughs> We're really excited. <laughs> you could, I could, well, I could see it. The yeah. people who are listening to us can't see it. <laughs> okay, so usually, another thing I usually ask my guests for in the podcast, if there's anything so far about this experience of just the whole process of getting from England to Cuenca, Ecuador, is there anything else that you'd like to share or something that you'd like yeah, to share with people about? I feel like I was escaping a prison, to be honest. Okay. The way this corona thing was going down with the lockdown. It's crazy. Mm. It's a crazy world at the moment. I'd say, like, my advice to people in the corona lockdown is to still live your life and to still do things you want to do because I feel like, although whatever you believe about the virus, I don't want it to impact people's lives on such a level where they just restrain from doing everything. So I think it really can just impact your mental health as well. And I think... People should still go out and live their life and go on adventures yeah. and just do things full of excitement, really. And don't believe everything the government tell you. And question things. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you. Thank you for taking this time, for talking with me. Thank you for being our first foreigners back yeah, to, <laughs> to Cuenca, Ecuador. It's our pleasure. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then, so, we'll look forward to seeing you back here sometime after yeah. I'm sure yeah. after you've been a while in the jungle when you want to come out again yeah. and visit you're always welcome oh lovely Brilliant. thank you we we'll probably will come back at some Definitely. point just to visit yeah <laughs> thank you for listening in I hope you enjoyed the show please take a look at our podcast notes for information such as how to get a hold of Len and Alex the information about the farm that they're working on which is called Fruit Haven and also how you could donate to our show. All contributions will be gratefully appreciated, and along with other helpful information. Remember, if you have a story for us, either a written story or for a future podcast, please send me an email to lcapsitatraveltalks at gmail.com. 
Also, for any questions or comments, you can send an email to that same address, which is elcafecitotraveltalks at gmail.com. I look forward to seeing you also here in the future at El Cafecito in Cuenca, Ecuador, and also our sister location in Quito, Ecuador. Bye for now, and please stay safe. Mm-hmm.